G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Another opportunity today to preview a very significant event that Christian believers all over Australia are being encouraged to participate in. It's a national solemn assembly that's been called for the 26th and 27th of September. Now this is no ordinary call to prayer. The major prayer movements of Australia are combining with the National Council of Churches for a national solemn assembly. The First Nations people are playing a leading role this year. The prophet Joel used the words sacred or solemn assembly, calling the elders and inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord to cry out to him. And a major focus will be, of course, in the continuing impact of the coronavirus pandemic overseas and here. Well, Australia's Indigenous Christian leaders are being called to step up and facilitate prayer across two days for 12 hours each day. And unlike other major prayer events like this before, the big opportunity lies in the fact that you will now be able to participate in the Solemn Assembly all over Australia via Zoom. Well, our privilege today to talk to Bishop Philip Huggins, who leads the National Council of Churches in Australia. Philip Huggins, welcome along to 2020. God bless you, Neil. Thank you for this opportunity. Philip, this is an interesting development because the usual prayer leaders at a solemn assembly type event like this are stepping aside and making way for 24 key Indigenous elders to lead prayers. How significant is that to you? Well, it's a movement of the Holy Spirit, uh, Neil. What happened was that we had a Earlier in August, we had a national day of prayer pertaining to the pandemic, and uh, that uh, made more and deeper connections within the Christian family across the nation. At one point, we had a 1,000 people on a Zoom. It's the wonders of these technologies all praying together. And when we concluded that, we resolved that we perhaps needed to do more and to carry that momentum forward. One thing led to another. We became aware of some movements internationally for prayer around the 26th, 27th of September. We concluded we'd connect in with them. Uh, We had some further online conversations, and what then emerged from it was I had this opportunity to listen to Pastor Peter Walker up at Casino. He told a story about a dream he'd had uh, of, do, do you know this dream? He might have told it to you when you interviewed him. Beautiful you can dream refresh it though. Waters, waters flowing down the C- Clarence River, uh, as if in flood. But when it's in flood, of course, it's very dirty water. But this was pure, clear water. And he was going across the, on of the Clarence on the bridge, big bridge over the Clarence River at Grafton. And uh, he saw his father, who'd been deceased a few years, swimming, and swimming with kids of every 
every kind of culture swimming along freely in this beautiful, clear, crystal water. And it was such a dream, such a vision of God's plan for the well-being of our land and all God's children, all God's people, and for our reconciliation and our unity as the people of God on this land, this great south land of the Holy Spirit. And as I listened to him, and you might remember I was once bishop in that area, Bishop of Grafton, and knew that river very well, very, very well. As I listened to him, I thought, well, really, this is the time for Peter and the other indigenous Christian leaders to to lead us in this, this solemn assembly, this time of prayer and fasting for the healing of our land. So I made that suggestion to him, prompted by the Holy Spirit. I had no intention of that at the beginning. And he he took it up, and then the momentum's gone on from there. And what we're seeing really is the work of the Holy Spirit, who yearns, obviously, for our reconciliation, our unity. The texts that have come to us, particularly from Jesus, are the promise that when we gather in his name he's in our midst, Jesus in our midst, and then to the beautiful prayer in John 17 that we all be one, our unity, our unity. And clearly if we're going to heal our land, heal all of the people and all of the history with all of its complexities, clearly if our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Christian leaders are taking the lead in this, you can see how that can open up a possibility for reconciliation, repentance through to reconciliation and healing and unity together of a quite unprecedented kind. So out of that, the momentum's grown and and, uh, now we're having these Zooms on our Tuesday afternoon and the numbers of Indigenous Christian leaders joining in grow each Tuesday as we go towards September 26, 27. And the stories they tell, the visions they share, the dreams, some of them telling stories that they've had from the Holy Spirit 20, 30 years ago, and at the same time were told by the Holy Spirit to keep them themselves, now feel free, feel that the Spirit is saying to them, it's time to tell these stories. So we're getting these glimpses of this beautiful plan of God. And we're all really sure that God has a high calling on our continent of Australia and our us as people and that it's so important that we're repentant, reconciled and really at one with one another so we can be all that God's purpose is for us in this period in which we're living. So it's really quite wonderful. Couldn't have invented it. It's entirely the Holy Spirit's guidance always out ahead of us. Philip, sometimes we think of our faith as being some sort of an intellectual exercise. What you're taking us into here is the idea of visions and dreams. Sounds very biblical, doesn't it? But that motivation yeah. then towards action and then the calling of the people to prayer. I mean, there's something very powerful, very spiritually significant that seems to be happening right now in our nation. Yes, that's it. And, you know, we think back to Moses, you know, minding his father-in-law's sheep and the burning bush and being aware he was on holy ground. We think of that that vision. We think of Joseph's vision. We think of uh, Anna and and Simeon in the temple and what they passed on to Mary and Joseph. I mean, the theme 
of dreams and visions and drawn to God's word is all the way through our tradition and into this day. We know that very secularised people will not have answers when it comes to these deeper issues. And while I know there's going to be a focus on uh, the impact of the pandemic overseas and here, uh, but there are these other big, deep issues, uh, issues around racial and reconciliation issues. This is the sort of ground that can be broken when you're led by the Spirit. What are your thoughts uh, for what you might even think of as being the healing of the land? which is one of the goals of having a solemn assembly. Well, you know, I've been in the last many years working a lot with uh, refugee and uh, asylum seeker people, and you and I have had conversations about that times past. And one thing I've learned, which I carry into this role now with the National Council of Churches, is that there are many people on our island of Australia who carry what we might call soul wounds from well, right you know from the post world war 2 the jewish people getting as far away as they could from the holocaust through to more recent arrivals those fleeing from isis from the middle east those coming out of the civil wars in in africa i mean this we're an island which has become a home to people from every kind of culture and background and when you put that with the consequences of dispossession impacting on Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people, we're, we're a, a, an amazing island of people, but at the same time we're an island of people carrying wounds, soul wounds, and who need healing. And that that's the kind of healing that, you know, Jesus... The same yesterday, today and tomorrow can go back into our past, into our present and and create a future for us in which we're a healed and reconciled people in the the healing power of our risen Lord Jesus. And that that heaven and earth coming together in, in Jesus' presence amongst us is what we're aware of and what we're praying that we're able to be attuned to through these precious days. Well, a powerful concept of soul wounds and the powerful concept of gathering together for prayer, the idea of consecrating a fast, a call to a sacred, solemn assembly. Uh, This is the action that you need to take when you recognise that there are wounds that need to be healed. I wonder whether you've got a thought or two for people who will sometimes just leave a prayer event like this aside and go along with what their local church might be doing. But in a way here, there's an opportunity to gather nationally with this Zoom solemn assembly. What are your thoughts for people who, who might be thinking, I'll just let this one pass by. How about getting involved this time? Well, I think it's one of the beauties of the Zoom is that it does offer people a degree of Anonymity. It's the kind of equivalent of sitting in the very back pew of the church. If you can see, so you can get out the back door quickly if you want to. <laughs> so people can can join in and they can get the feel for it themselves. Um, and that's our invitation to them that people just explore it themselves. And I think the other bit to it is it, you know, as this, the way we're talking about healing of soul wounds may. There may be people who become aware of things that they want 
to address that come from their past things that trouble their spirit and so it'll be very important that we encourage people in their local congregations and communities to find someone who will listen to them well listen to them uncritically and pray with them but particularly listen carefully so that they can that have they they can be a mediator of this healing power of Jesus to people who need to be listened to so they can come to a new place so the narrative of their life is less fragmented, less dislocated, and they have the, the living water streams of living water flowing through. I note that when you look at that passage from Joel chapter 1 and verse 14 and the calling of a solemn assembly, the gathering of the elders in the house of the Lord and the idea of crying out to the Lord, I know that in some people's hearts there's this resistance to or even an ignorance of what it is to cry out to the Lord and that's why I imagine that participating in something like this aligns us or even inspires us when we can see others who are crying out to the Lord. What are your thoughts for the value of participating in an event like this where you will have Australian Uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Christian leaders who are actually leading this prayer time? Well, I think it's really amazing and wonderful that uh, once we gave them space for them to tell us, some of our Indigenous elders were telling us that they'd had this idea, this dream, this vision for a solemn assembly now for more than a decade had been feeling it was what God wanted them to do, but couldn't quite see how it could come together, how it might, how it might work. They could see the need for it, but they couldn't see the context. So mysteriously, miraculously, quite wonderfully, that's, that possibility has now emerged. And because it's God's plan now coming into deeper fruition, I imagine people will be able to it'll carry people along. It'll be like that water in the Clarence River. It'll lift people into a space that perhaps makes them comfortable in a way that they might not have anticipated as they listen to others praying from their hearts. When we've been praying on these Tuesday afternoons, it's so raw and honest, so humble and and beautiful to, as, to listen to people praying the deepest things that are on their hearts. And that self-revealing in its own way makes people, relaxes people, that it's safe for them as well. Well, expect rawness, honesty, humility in what is going to be a solemn assembly. Let me point people to how they can register for this Zoom solemn assembly. Now, it's coming up later this month. The date is 26th and the 27th of September. Two websites I'll give, and no doubt there'll be links on both of these websites. One is for the National Council of Churches, ncca.org.au. That's ncca.org.au. Our guest today, Bishop Philip Huggins, leads the National Council of Churches in Australia, ncca.org.au. There's also the nationaldayofprayer.org.au. So there's two websites there. You'll get details of how you can register to be a part of 
that Zoom meeting that's coming up for the Solemn Assembly nationwide, 26th and 27th of September. Bishop Philip Huggins, thanks so much for sharing your heart with us today and uh, really appreciate you. Uh, uh, Keep up the great work and I know you're going to be encouraging all of those Indigenous leaders as they uh, take that stand and lead the nation in prayer. Thanks for being with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. God bless you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.